Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up the show today on Hurt at Sports Radio. Uh, joining us here in just a second is Matt Flodick from thespun.com to cover uh, national college football. And we are brought to you by the Warhorse Sportsbook Casino, the best place in Nebraska to place your sports bets. Got to place them in person at the casino, but they've got plenty of kiosks and sportsbook tellers to take your wagers. You can download the Warhorse Casino app to view live odds and build your bets anywhere. Then go to the casino, scan the QR code, and place your wager there. You can go to warhorsecasino.com slash sportsbook for more info. And now joining us on that Warhorse Sportsbook hotline is Matt Holodic from thespun.com. Matt, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, guys. Always a pleasure to be on with you. We appreciate it, as always. Uh, really good week of college football, um, as long as you weren't watching too much uh, Big Ten West football, that is. Um, really interesting results. Obviously, the big one was North Carolina falling to Virginia, uh, probably the most surprising result of the week. I-, I guess from your standpoint, even going into that game, how real did you view North Carolina at 6-0 and in that one? Did you think they really had a, a shot as a, as a legitimate college football playoff contender, or did you expect them to stub their toe at some point? I thought they would lose at some point. I didn't think they'd lose to Virginia, but um, I think about a couple of weeks ago or so, um, I ranked the 14 remaining unbeaten teams, and Carolina came in, I believe, 10th. It was um, – I think three or four non-Power 5 teams and then Carolina and Louisville were, were right in like that 9-10 range. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't expecting them to get through the stretch unbeaten. Um, I think they're good. I, I like Drake May, but I, I thought they would lose at some point. But I have to say I was surprised that that loss came at home to Virginia, who had been 1-5. 
want to stay in the ACC real quick with that Florida State team. Another undefeated. They stay undefeated with a big win over Duke. Where do you kind of slot them in your teams that are left undefeated? Do you think they – I've always kind of looked at them this year as maybe just outside of that top group. I think there's some inconsistencies there. But how do you view Florida State as they continue uh, their undefeated season so far? I view them a notch below the Georgia and Michigan tier. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two best teams. I think I would put Michigan slightly ahead right now, especially with that Brock Bowers injury. But mm-hmm. I think that Florida State is below that. But I, I do believe that they are a playoff caliber team. I think that, you know, if Georgia and Michigan, let's say, get those first two playoff seeds, uh, I think that you're going to look at, you know, the rest of the, the, rest of the field could be um, – you know, Florida State, if they come out of the ACC undefeated or maybe even with one loss, depending on what happens elsewhere, uh, or a big, big 12, Pac-12 champ, uh, I think Florida State is one of the top four teams. I think they're either third or fourth right now uh, based on what I saw and what I have seen. Matt, you could make a case Mizzou is the second-best SEC team in the country, currently ranked 16, but you have them as a top what team? And do you think that 16 is too low, too high, or right where they should be? I, they are one of the, the true pleasant surprises, I think, of the college football season. I, when I look at them, I think that they're probably right about where they should be. If you look at their resume, they have a, a, a win early in the season against the Kansas State team that was ranked at the time. Um, but you know, they've fallen out now. They're 5-2, and two, so they're still a solid team, but they're not, um, you know, one of the an elite. They're not top 15 team anymore, Kansas State, obviously. They lost at home to LSU. Nice win at Kentucky. You know, Vandy, South Carolina, teams that are struggling. So I think that you'll see if they deserve to be closer to that top 10 based on how they play in their next two games coming off this bye at Georgia, home against Tennessee. Um, and even the game against Florida, too, later in the season. For now, I, I, I do believe that they're a good team. I think you can make the case that they – you can make the case they're the third-best team. I would still put them – I mean, the second-best team. I would still put them third um, behind Bama. And they do also have a loss to LSU, so LSU had that, that case to be ahead of them as well. Uh, but I think Missouri is slotted in the, in the polls right where they should be. Matt, I want to stick in the SEC for a minute. You mentioned Alabama. I want to throw Ole Miss in that discussion as well. Both of them took a loss earlier in the season, and it seems like we kind of forgot about them, but quietly they're both top 15 teams. They're uh, kind of knocking on that door of being top 10 teams. Which of those two teams, it sounds like you like Alabama a little bit more, but I guess what are the ceilings for those two teams as they kind of work their way back from an early loss? I mean, if you look at Ole Miss's schedule the rest of the year, they should finish with 10 wins. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, you assume they lose at Georgia, but the other four games, three home games, Vandy, UL Monroe, and Texas A&M, mm-hmm. who they should beat those three teams. And then at Mississippi State, who's kind of struggling, looking to, to just kind of make a bowl game this year, although that is the Egg Bowl, crazy things can happen. Um, but you think that Ole Miss should get to 10 wins. So I, I'm, a, I'm a, a pretty big believer in, in what Lane Kiffin has going on down there this year. I would put Alabama slightly ahead of them for now, and it's not just because Bama beat them. Mm-hmm. 
I'm. It's funny. I watch Bama a lot, and I part of me is not quite sure how they're doing this this year because obviously there's a lot of talent on the roster still, but you know it's the quarterback play has been so inconsistent, so up and down. But it seems like they get just what they need from Jalen Milrow. If they need him to make a big play or two, he's able to make it. You you see. Um, against Tennessee, he had a didn't have a great first half. They come out down twenty to seven, and boom, he connects for two touchdown passes in the third quarter. They end up winning the game by two touchdowns. So it seems like they're kind of getting just what they need from him. Um, I don't think Bama makes the playoff. I think even if they win out and go eleven and one, I think they would lose to Georgia in the conference title game. So that would give them two losses. So I don't think Bama's a playoff team. I probably would put them a little bit ahead of Ole Miss now uh, at this point, mostly because they seem to be getting just what they need from their offense, and they do have a solid defense, as usual, in Tuscaloosa. You mentioned the playoff, Matt. Caleb Williams won't be playing in the college football playoff, nor will he be winning the Heisman this season. I think there's still a lot to be gained, though, for CW in terms of his professional outlook, being a culture changer, not sitting out the rest of the way because nothing is on the line. How important will it be to look at football from that point of view going forward for Caleb Williams? Because when he gets to the league, let's be, let's be frank, he's not going to be on a good team. No, and I think I saw the, you know, uh, you're kind of referring to the Emmanuel Acho tweet from mm-hmm. over the weekend suggesting that he sit out uh, the remainder of the season because there's too much to lose. And listen, I understand players taking care of themselves from a business perspective, uh, whether it's NIL, whether it's sitting out ball games, things like that. I totally get it. But if you look at Caleb Williams, they have four games left. And the remaining four games, three of them are against ranked teams, including a couple of rivals in Oregon and UCLA. So these are games, they're not meaningless games. And USC is still alive to get to the Pac-12 title game. Now, they're not going to win the, like you said, they're not going to be a playoff team, but there's still some things left to play for. Now, listen, if he plays the rest of the way and say they go 3-1 and one and they finish 9-3, and he says, I don't want to play in the Holiday Bowl or something like that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a chance to protect myself, I think that's fine. I think maybe some NFL teams would dock him. You never know. But to me, I don't think that that would be a big deal at all, and I don't understand it. But I don't think you can sit out a third of your season here just because you lost a couple of games back-to-back and you're out of the playoff chase. I think there's still a lot to play for. I think teams still obviously want to, you know, they know he's talented, but they want to see how he responds to some of this adversity and see how he plays down the stretch against quality opponents. I think he's got to come out and play. Uh, Matt, speaking of a Heisman contender in the Pac-12 that uh, struggled a little bit this weekend, Michael Penix Jr., who was uh, the clear Heisman front runner after last week, uh, really struggled against a, a quite bad Arizona State team. As you kind of look at the uh, Heisman race and how that's shaping up, how much do you think that brought Michael Penix back to the pack in terms of, of that Heisman contention? I think it brought him back a little bit. Like you, you mentioned, he was definitely the odds-on favorite um, after the win over Oregon. Now, you know, the, the reports over the weekend, that they said that J.J. McCarthy of Michigan is. Um, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is making his case as a, a non-QB, potential non-QB winner. But I do think that the opportunities are there for Michael Penix to still 
exceed the Heisman and get back to the top spot. Because if you look at their schedule, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, they're at Stanford this weekend. That's a game they should obviously win. Then they close the season, USC, Utah, Oregon State, three ranked teams, and Washington State, who's on the outside looking into the rankings. But uh, it's a rivalry game, and Washington State's obviously shown themselves to be a pretty good team this year. If he comes out and plays well in those games, and Washington wins the Pac-12, gets to the Pac, you know, gets to the playoff. Uh, there's a chance for him to get back as the Heisman frontrunner and make a, a, a run for the trophy. He's not the odds-on favorite anymore. Um, obviously, struggling to beat Arizona State and the way he played hurt him. Um, but there's still time for him to get back into it. Matt, quickly here, got about 50 seconds. If the season ended today, the top four teams in your college football playoff would be who? If the season ended today, my top four teams would be uh, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. Mm, there you go. That is Matt Hlodic. That's his college football playoff as of right now from the spun. Uh, Matt, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Matt. Always a pleasure. Great stuff there from Matt Halotic. I believe that was my college football playoff last week, just so everybody well, knows. Well, listen, hey, that's uh, we're in good shape there. Just so everybody knows. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh, you know what You know what my college football playoff is? What's that? Uh, dirty fish. Uh, dirty fish isn't even a flavor. But dead try. fish. Dead dirty, fish. Dirty, dirty dishwasher. Dirty dishwater. <laughs> dishwasher. <laughs> Shane's World, Andrew's favorite game. It is Shane's World. And Listen, you know what? Anything goes in Shane's. Anything world. goes in Shane's World. Anything Just goes like dead dishwasher. Anything right? goes here on Herd Out Sports Radio. We'll be back tomorrow.